Girl Scout cookies. They are delicious. They are. They're expensive. They. Oh, what was my point about that? I got you some the other night. There's a ton. Yeah, we we bought from several different sources. We we, we got multiple dealers on this. <laughs> Welcome to West Bipod, a show about nothing for everyone. I'm Mike Mallow, and with me is Jason the Smith. Hello, the Smith. <laughs> We're like the Seinfeld, but of West Virginia odd culture things for the most part. I feel like I am 100% at fault this week because it has been my fault we have not been able to get this thing out on time because uh, of my hectic, busy schedule. I, always well, feel- I was out of the state for several days see i didn't even know this well what were you out of state for um my wife had surgery what yeah she had a uh breast reduction wow she had a boobectomy wow i shouldn't say that because people actually do that just for serious reasons i know well but still it sounds like you you gotta be careful it sounds like this conversation could be booby trapped (laughs) puns (laughs) buns there's so much fun well that's good uh, take everything one fine so yeah everything's good she's held up good and i got no complaints okay. mm-hmm. she's a couple pounds lighter i, I guess <laughs> nothing yeah. nothing to you know i was trying to think of another boob pun but i didn't have it uh, uh, it sounds terrific <laughs> sorry it's <laughs> terrific it's terrific uh they're great <laughs> they're mediocre oh no not for that I, I just want tony the tiger to say that once they're mediocre they're okay <laughs> how do you like them they're fine they can use less sugar that doesn't work at all oh <laughs> uh, man but no we uh I never even realized it was like this week until like a day or two after. I'm like, oh, that's got to be a rough, uh, rough uh, procedure yeah. right there. Yeah. Ooh, I forgot to have a week. Yes. <laughs> but again. Damn, again. But no, it's not too bad. So it was, It's like basically March right now. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, we were just complaining the other day about how mundane well, and slow yeah, we're like, January January is. goes on forever. And, uh, oh, it's oh, March, March now. already now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's and, it seems like when we have a long January, we have a relatively short February. It yeah, like. yeah, I agree. February is that one, like, I wouldn't say magical month, but it's that one month that you're kind of like, oh, it's February? And it's like, it's, it's a time you like do like a lot of reflecting, I guess you would say. Because there's not much else to do, I guess. Yeah. Because you can't really go outside and do much. I used to love it a lot because I would sit around and watch all the... Because Turner Classic uh, Movies does all... Have I talked about this already? Probably multiple times. Too. Is this about the Twilight Zone? No. Okay, I don't think you have then. Okay, sweet. Because uh, I repeat myself a lot. But Turner Classic does a whole marathon thing. Dun, dun. It was one of us. I don't know. Which uh, actually, it was me. Uh, but Turner Classic does this whole 30 days of Oscar movies. Oh, okay. And I, since college, it was one of those things I remember coming getting into it, being in college. I was like, ooh, I like movies a lot. And I would watch the old classic ones. So I still occasionally catch a lot of them. But that's the sad truth of life now. Now you're kind of like, it's 10 o'clock and there's some classical movie coming on. I'll record it and watch it a year from now. Yeah, that's right. And that's usually Or maybe how. never. Or maybe never. You know, when I was, back in the day when I was on my DVD movie buying binge, mm-hmm. I still have movies I haven't opened that we've bought. Isn't that... Is um, we, we've had Hotel Rwanda sitting around somewhere for over 10 years now. You know, I finally got to see that the other day. Did you, well, Tracy saw it in a movie class. Ooh. And, and then she immediately went out and got it. Like, you have to watch this. And I was like, I don't want 
too. <laughs> oh, it's it's messed up. Although yeah. the whole time I'm watching, I was like, "Where's the war machine going to pop up here?" And the answer is, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. And you see the consequences of no war machine. Yeah, exactly right. A lot of people die in this thing. We shouldn't joke about that because it was a real event. I know, man. It's not like depressing. <laughs> but but that was the thing. It's about, like the, it's like the big got, thing. Yeah, but it's it, but yeah, exactly. But what's interesting about that movie though is, ironically enough, I was staying over at Martha's parents' house when I saw this, mm-hmm. and I woke up at five and I just couldn't sleep. So I you did one of those things. Yeah, I snuck out to their living room and I was like, "Well, I'll turn the TV on but keep the volume down because everyone else is still asleep in the house." And I sat there and hotel and that that movie came on and I was like. Oh, well, I'll watch it for a little bit. And by the end of the movie, I'm like, I think I need a hug. Because that was rather brutal what I just went through. Do you realize that most of your stories end with being traumatized by something you got up in the middle of the night and watched? (laughs) Yes. Yes. We're like a third straight week of that. Uh, Me just waking up. So then I woke up. It was Night of the Living Dead last week, or the last time we did one. You know what's funny? I got another one, too. You want to hear another traumatizer? Welcome to Whoop Whoop. Whoop Whoop. Oh, God. That was... That was... You have to tell tell the listeners about that. Okay, so... Because I've I've heard the story several times. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is exactly, I think, the worst movie I've ever seen. You think the title's bad? Wait till you see the movie. And it was one of those... I guess the, the... gimmick of that night of the show they were showing all like b movies and stuff um it was it was may so it was turner classic movies b movie b, b movie <laughs> you saw the oscar winners now see the ones now that, see the ones we dare not speak of what happened was we, we were over at a friend's house a mm-hmm. uh, mutual friend of ours we were over at their house having a party and at the end of the night it's like two or three in the morning and I kind of do the thing where it takes me a while to decompress and just kind of, you know, mellow out where I can right. fall asleep. So they're all going to bed, but they're like, well, let's put a movie on. So we put on what was like a ninja horrible movie, and it was the end of it. So it went off. I couldn't tell you anything about N- it. Not whoop whoop. But not whoop whoop. Welcome and, to Ninja and, Town. And ninja Town. Yeah, it was something crazy. Like, like I'm sure Terminator Ninja or something <laughs> like that. Something made very cheap. What's that community one? Kick Puncher? Kick Puncher, yes. yes. Yeah. Kick Puncher 3. No, um, <laughs> then this movie starts off, and I kid you not, the movie starts off where this guy who looks like a drug dealer walks up to a bunch of older ladies, and, la- and he's like, ladies, can I interest you in something? And he opens up his van, and inside his vans are pigeons and different exotic birds. And I'm like... This is literally how this movie starts. And then you're like, what? And the lady's like, I'll take that. Oh, that's a very nice choice. That's $300. And like ha- selling these exotic birds. And it's like a, it turns into like a, a drug bus. Or in this case, a bird bus. A bird bus. And what eventually happens is all the birds are flying away. This is when the movie starts getting weird, unfortunately. Right. It doesn't start getting bad. Yeah, it just gets more weird. And then the next thing you know, these birds are all flying away and the woman, the old elderly woman, pulls out a handgun to try to kill some of the birds. All of a sudden, the bystanders happen to be walking around, all start pulling out guns, and they pretty much elude that everyone in New York City, because this happens in New York City, okay, and this is pretty 9 because I still remember the birds flying over the backdrop of oh, the Twin Towers okay. and all this kind of stuff. But you could see all these birds flying away, and you see hundreds of people pulling out handguns, pistols, shotguns, whatever, trying to shoot and kill the bird. The, it's, the, it's not like they've never seen a pigeon before. Yeah! <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, what in the world? And the, the, the guy, I guess, decides he's like, I am done with the city life. I'm going to Australia. As one does. 
Yeah, when your bird, your exotic birds get shot up. Yeah, and and that's and then the title card comes up. Welcome to Whoop Whoop. There it is, and and that is. I, I wanted to. If you heard me typing, I wanted to. This is actually. I, I, I wanted to know the year at least. Nineteen ninety-seven. Wow, I would never have thought. I thought that would have been an eighties movie right there. But literally, it sounds like one. Oh man! And this guy literally goes to Australia. I'm not joking. And he gets what could be a storyline for like a horror movie is turned tried to turned into like a comedy. Like this guy gets abducted. He gets quote unquote forced to marry. He he pretty much meets a girl there. Ends up she drugs him and forces him to quote unquote while a uh, drug to marry him and live with him. And he becomes kind of a prisoner of her and her family. But it's comical. Well, I'll tell you, just reading the description. Okay, I, go ahead with the um, description, because I don't even know the whole um, description. If, That's when we turned it off, by the way. If I was an executive and somebody gave me an elevator pitch for this, I'd actually be on board with it. Okay, let's hear Because on the surface, it sounds very basic. A con artist escapes a deal gone wrong in New York and winds up in the Aussie Outback in a strange town whose inhabitants are an oddball collection of misfits. You see? See, that sounds like Gilmore Girls in Australia. Yes. You know, and I'm, I'm down for that. Yes. But the way you describe it is much, it, much different. It, it, but it was one of those things. And the whole time we're watching this, I still remember everyone going, we must have said, what the, 20 times <laughs> while the uh, while the episode, I mean, while the movie was going on. And I just remember at the end of it going, wow, this is nuts. And for years after that, we all make the comment and we just say, hey, we always will have welcome to Whoop Whoop. And right. people just start laughing. I survived Whoop Whoop. I survived. Well, I, yeah. And finally, we just turned it off and we went to bed at that point. But I just remember that that's a real movie. Somebody made that. Someone made that. Someone funded that. Someone spent probably millions of dollars on that. And it was 97, too, so it wasn't too cheap either. That's that's, right. that's the same year as... Let's see if I find the production budget. Oh, oh God. Probably be on, like, Wikipedia or something like that. If it is. I will tell you, in the United States, it grossed $35,000. Exactly. So it doesn't say the budget, though. I'm going to say it did not make its money back. I don't but, know. It sounds like it's made pretty cheaply. Um, <laughs> I, I will say one thing. The, um, the stock footage they use in New York City... That's probably why I thought it was in the 80s, because the stock footage looked like something straight from the 80s when they were watching All right, it. So the production company is Goldwyn Entertainment Company, which I assume is MGM. Yeah. The second credited one is the Australian Film Finance Corporation. Wow. So it was funded by the government of Australia. Well, there you go. So fun stuff. Well, I'm wondering if like the whoop whoop is actually a thing in Australia that, like, all if I was from Australia, I'd know immediately what they were talking You're gonna about. You're going to make me read the trivia now. Oh, God. Sorry. Sorry. This Australian movie was based on the novel The Dead Heart by there, Douglas Kennedy. There is a novel? It's based on a novel. Wow. I um, uh, smell Christmas presents. Mm. Mike, you got to watch this movie. <laughs> I'm going to read the novel. I'm, I'm sure the novel's better. I'm sure that it is. <laughs> uh, watch the novel is actually a horror movie. <laughs> right. You, you got to put the book in the freezer when you get scared. Yeah, that's right. A la Joey. Uh, we're, who was talking about that? It, it was... We were talking about The Shining. Yeah, but... What? Which has come up now for the fourth week in a wow. row. Wow. Well, I'll just be quiet then. I'll be we quiet we then. have officially talked about The Shining four weeks in a row. Yeah, but when did we talk about that last? Wasn't that like like two days ago? That that was at the Oscar party, I think. That was at the Oscar party. We were talking about the Joey thing. Yeah, yeah and, sure. that, and then uh, the week before I was on the podcast and we were talking about horror movies. Yeah. And then you can't be for some reason, yeah. The week before that, so I don't know what my worst movie is. Uh, I mean, I do know, but I can't think of it right now, so I'm not even going to get into no, it. No, describe it. Let me see if because, I can figure it out. Well, no, it's it's that I literally can't remember right now. Oh, well, what's a, because because I have it. 
Because there is one, and I have a very specific opinion about it, but I do not remember what it is currently. Quick note to insert here. It was Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Oh, oh, but you don't remember exactly the movie. Either. Yeah, I, I can't think of which one it is, but I remember I have... I have You've I have, already ranked I, this in your head. That's right. It is ranked. It is. I have very specific feelings about why I hate it. Well, tell me the specific and, feelings of why you hate it, because you remember that. It obviously. could be The Sixth Sense. I don't, oh. But that's actually Tracy's. Tracy hates The Sixth Sense? Yeah. That, you I know I, that's I, on AM, AMI, right? I, I can... Yeah. Yeah. Well... Well, like literally the first scene, like she she wasn't spoiled, but I knew you knew going in. I knew going in. See, so I, she 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 didn't, but she watched that first scene and she goes, "Bruce Willis is dead." <laughs> well, I, I'm telling you, um, and you hear a lot of people talk about that. It's like they figure it out midway through. I was I was listening to podcasts where the guy was talking, and he said he figured it out, and Bruce Willis was on the bus. He's like, "Why is he on the bus with the kid? That doesn't make any sense now." And then he's like, "Whole crap." He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Well, if you watch the movie knowing that there's a twist. Well, that's the thing. That was his first one that kind of had the twist with it. Yeah, because everybody knew there was a twist like after like the first initial run. So mm-hmm. by the time it came with video, you knew there was something. Yes. Like, you go into it watching for what that twist could be. And I agree with Tracy. In that first scene, I think it's obvious because he gets shot and then it cuts to years later. Yep. And they, they, they say... They don't address at all what happened to him after he got shot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you... And see, you as the audience member, you assume he survived. But because of this incident, it's supposed to on the relationship not realizing he never survived and that's the other thing that's interesting is they purposely if you watch that movie they have him wearing multiple layers of clothes when he gets killed and the idea is as you see Bruce Willis the ghost throughout the movie he's always wearing the outfit he's just got pieces of it off different layers different layers and stuff like that it's always the same outfit because if you have the same shirt if you had the same orange shirt the whole time then you're going to immediately pick up hey why is this guy always wearing orange oh Mm -hmm. And in this case, they kind of could disguise it a little bit more and stuff. But So what's the most West Virginia thing you have seen this week, sir? You know, I spent a lot of time not in West Virginia this week. Okay. So in doing so, I had some observations. I was in Charlottesville. Okay. You know, which you know, sadly has a reputation now of being like a, a place of hate. Oh, yeah. yeah I was like, yeah, wow. Because yeah. c- c- of the, yeah, the white thing that rise. happened last year. But I'll tell you, b- being down there for three days, those are the nicest damn people yeah. You know, we're nice. You know, we're West Virginia nice. But, and maybe because I've lived here all my life, you know, our niceness has an undercurrent of aggression attached yes. to it. I agree with that. People are, are great. They'll be like, you know, like the one aggression, niceness, aggression I've always heard that I'm pretty much the same. It's, it's code for you're a dumbass is bless their heart. Yeah. And I always get to kind of do the thing because people will say it was such a sweet, oh, bless their heart. And, and that is a Southern expression. Yeah. That, and I think everybody's kind of figured it out this day and age. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I worked with but, someone who I told they would always say, well, bless your heart. And then they walk out and I'm like, wow. And but anyway, yeah. good. I've had the experiences too where like someone will like literally insult you, but do it in the nicest tone in yep. the world. Uh, we were at a friend's house and uh, they were having hot dogs. And uh, we, me and Tracy came in, and you know, they're like, "Oh, you have hot dogs if you want them." And, and Tracy goes, "I could eat a hot dog." And and she goes, "It looks like you could." Oh, <laughs> just as nice as could be. Wow. And 
the summary that has stuck with us, uh, this is like 20 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, and, and it, it has stuck with us ever since. Oh, that's the <laughs> it's worst. like, thing. I bet you could. It, it's kind of the same thing as the bless your heart. Bless your heart, yeah. But no, like, uh, I was in the hospital in the elevators, and people hold the elevators, and mm-hmm. they please and thank you. Every And mm-hmm. I hate small talk, but the way they would talk in the elevator was just like, okay, I'm going to interact with you and not yep. be a jerk. Yep. They, made, they made me want to be a better person. Oh, so, well, that's good. And, and the hotel we were at afterwards, like, they were super nice. Like, because, you know, she just had surgery. So they're like, hey, can you bring us up some pillows? You know, she, she talked to them. I didn't talk to them. I was bringing in stuff at the time. So I never actually talked to this lady. The next day, the, the lady was at the front desk. And as soon as she saw me, she goes, how's your wife today? Aww. And I'm like, like, she, she only knew that I was her husband just because I walked past her and, and said like and two words the day before and, and she remembered and that's good and that's a Hilton I'll, I'll give him I'll give him props oh that's good good job Hilton I'm good sure job. Phil. good job you, you made my list of, of nice things in life this year I'm trying to think if I have anything um, West Virginia-ish going on here one thing I've got is I'm trying well I do have one funny thing as you may I don't think you were here while you were out of town you might have heard there was some strong winds no, you were there. Yeah, I was here. Yeah, yeah. I, I got those. Yeah, so... There's a lot of down trees, too. A lot of down trees, but the church beside my house mm-hmm. lost its roof. Oh, crap. And it literally looked like someone took a can opener and just peeled back the whole roof and just balled up and then threw it off on the side. So, but it was it was kind of weird because it took off just half. So it goes right to the peak of the church on one side. So like right down the middle. Right down the middle. Huh. And, and, and did it. So half of the church still has a roof. The other half does not, pretty much. So it was kind of odd because... I didn't know about this, and here's where the West Virginia part comes in. I had Marion that day, and I went down. I had taken off a little early that day for work. I drove down, gotten Marion from mom, because mom was watching her. And mm-hmm. as I'm getting her, mom tells me, she goes, did you hear the roof came off the church last night? I go, no, I didn't even hear it knew anything. And she goes, oh, yeah, it's pretty bad. And I'm like, huh. I go, this little one wants to go see it, and point to Marion. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I looked at Mary and I go sit in the car and we buck our seatbelt. Now, we have a 45-minute gap to be in Franklin to because she had, uh, what did she have, gymnastics that night. Okay. So, you know, at 5.30, mm-hmm. it, is, it is 4.45. And I looked real quickly at her and go, and Mary and I said, you want to go see the the roof ripped off the building? <laughs> and she goes, yeah. I was like, all right. Well, we got to go quick. We got 15 minutes to look at this. Yeah. And I flew, and I literally went the wrong direction for for about five miles to go jump out, walk over, and look at this rope. And it was. It was kind of neat. But it was one of those things. We go look at it, and we walk around the building, and there is the crumpled up roof just right there on the ground. We're like, look at that. And me being a dumb dumbass right here, I kind of walked around, and I looked, and I was like, that is crazy how it just ripped off like that. Well, the wind's still a little bit high. So, uh, so we're sitting there. And the roof starts like riding like it could come at us. And Marion looks at me and goes, Okay, I think it's time to go. And I go, Yep, let's go. <laughs> we jump back in the car and then we'll took her to the gymnastics. Oh, really. But again, it's that whole I think it's a very West Virginia thing. If, if there is a major disaster yeah, damage, like, or damage thing, that, that's we like, gotta go look at it. That's <laughs> like the huge spectacle. Yes, yes. And so I actually went by today and they were already working on the repairs and starting to uh, right. put a new roof on it to get Dang. it fixed out. And but, they're, ha- they're having pancakes there this weekend. They're having pancakes. Let's them eat pancakes. That's right. You need pancakes to fund the roof. That's right. 
Uh, these are going to be now $100 pancakes instead of five. And uh, right. but it'll be them. No, but it, it was interesting. It was That was my one little, uh, quote-unquote, West Virginia for this week that I ended up pulling. So. I agree with that. It's, it's funny how, like, because we had, like, a neighbor's tree blow over. We're like, oh, the neighbor's tree's blow over. Let's all stand on the porch and look we'll at take it. Take a look at it, look yeah. At the, look at the tree that blew over. Yep, yep. I, I guess it's just, like, things that are always the same, the constants. When the constants change, it's, it's like, let's go gawk at this. Yes. And they're like, oh, man. That, that happened? Let's all go take a look. You know, and it's one of those things you kind of want to, you know, look at or remember. It's like the, not the not the 85 flood, but you'll have occasional periods where a flood or something mm-hmm. happens. And you want to go look at damages because you're yeah. like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. Let's go see thousands of times that it's happened. The water yeah. over the over the low water bridge has never not been <coughs> fascinating. But we want to go look at it. Yeah. Because we're like, oh, look at it because it's not normal. In our opinion. I'd like so. to know how many times in the Pendleton Times' history that that's been on the front page. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> I, I really wanted to count that up. Yeah. And I should have done it when I had the chance because I, I could have gone back to at least the 1950s. Like, <laughs> that. So you seeing all the pictures. That's right. So. We could have done a whole page of uh, flooded bridge through time. Through time. And as you can see, the bridge has not really changed too much all this time. That's right. It's so. been the same the whole time. We, they, they could stand to expand the two lanes. But we're not going to go down that road. That's right. <laughs> we're just going to Because say, it's flooded. <laughs> because it's flooded, literally right now. <laughs> that's right. So that's my, that's my West Virginia. Where are we at? We did the Oscar party, the Oscar party at your house this year, that's which right. was a lot of fun. Until yeah. everyone... It's sad, because when we were in our... Yeah, we're well, stay up to midnight. We stayed up to midnight. <laughs> yeah, well, back when they went to 1 a.m. Yeah. This, this one ended at 11.30, and yeah. we were all gone at that point. Well, what was funny is I'm watching it, and it was like, what was it, like 10, 10.30, 10.45 when we left your house? Mm-hmm. It was rather late still. And, and But we left, we come back, we get everything taken care of. And I'm like, I get Martha and Marion both uh, situated for bed, and I run down, flip on the thing, and I ask, good night, everybody, and the credits come. I'm like, yeah. what the hell? I missed it. You, you missed some twists there at the end. What was the twist? Um, well, Greenbrook was Best Picture. I saw that. Which that I literally went, whoa. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't expect that at all. You think the Ramona one was going to do it? Yeah, Roma. Roma, yeah. I mean, yeah. yes. Yeah, and yeah, Greenbrook wasn't even in my top five of Really, um, I, I kind of want to see it now since that happened. I, I would have thought Black Panther before that one. <clears throat> yeah. The other one was uh, Olivia Coleman winning, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, she she has been a Doctor Who uh, person before. Yes, she has. I forgot she's and, been in Doctor Who. And uh, Hot Fuzz. She is. Yeah. She's one of the, uh, the, uh, the, they're at the police station. She's yeah. the where they, she yeah. keeps on bragging she's been around the station the, a few times. Exactly. It, it, and I'll, I'll probably cut this part, but uh, Edgar Wright, um, of course, you know, he directed it. Uh-huh. He he retweeted this uh, gif that somebody had posted um, after, after she went, Do you know what the favorite's about? No, what's favorite? She, so she plays the queen in this movie. Oh, yes, I did I did see the, the trailer, yes. And, and it, so pretty much she's got two... It's, a, it's like a lesbian love triangle, yes. basically. So the, the gif that he retweeted was of somebody who posted... Um, is from Hot Fuzz, and she's in like her riot gear, and she, she is where she says the line, "Nothing like a little girl on girl." <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy, the other guy's all bloody and gives a thumbs thumbs up or whatever. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's too bad. That, it cracked me up. No, I I was impressed with the. I mean, it was it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that long. The jokes kind of landed. Yeah. Uh, the next day I tweeted the thing. I was like, here here's my updated ranking of my favorite Oscar host. Number one, Billy Crystal. Number two, nobody, no one. Number three, everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I think the only other Oscar host I got a kick out of was 
probably John Stewart, but yeah, he he started off strong, but I remember by the end of it, he himself was just like, "Good Lord, can we have another clip about montages now? Because <laughs> yeah. this is ridiculous." Yeah. And I was like, "Wow." Uh, I want to do a number four with like my least favorite one, but I actually couldn't think of a least favorite one. The, um, I actually might say Jimmy Kimmel because I've never found him particularly funny. Yeah, I didn't mind the 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 joke. I thought was pretty funny with the Jimmy Kimmel thing. <laughs> is when he made fun of uh, Matt Damon in the one yeah. sketch. And he goes, and they were like doing classical movies and they did We Bought a Suit. <laughs> oh, yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> and I was like, uh, that's pretty funny. He he does good bits, but like his, like... His actual stand Like his monologue stuff just falls flat. Like I, I've watched his show many times and I've never found any of them funny. Who do you think is the best stand-up? As far as like late night mm-hmm. show host uh, monologue? Um, <sighs> it pains me to say Leno. Really? Yeah. Although, for a time for me, Conan was better. It, it got to a point where there was a certain degree of predictability with his jokes. Yes, yes. And so, after a while, it kind of wore down on me. The absolute thing I loved that Leno did, though, was the headlines, where it was, oh. it was like, like, you know, messed up headlines or something that sounds weird. I was going to say, mine was more, I really like James uh, Corley. Is it Corley? Uh, Corden. Corden. James Corden. No, thank you. First, he's in Doctor Who. Yep, another one. Another one. But secondly, he... Um, every British actor. <laughs> every British actor. But no, he actually... I love his dialogue because he'll walk in and the one sketch he does is is um, he'll like do um, question Q&As with the audience, okay. right? And so... And the joke about it is he pretends to be kind of arrogant and he tries to say, please ask me any questions. And they're like, oh, hey, James, um... What's your favorite color? And he goes, sir, you can ask me any question, and you want to know what my favorite color is. Yeah, yeah, if you don't mind. Uh, it's blue. Okay, thank you. Then he sits down, and then, and then the goes, next thing goes, uh, next question. And I say, yeah, uh, actually, I have a question for your guest, Neil Patrick Harris. And he goes, well, I'm, I'm sorry, but Neil's not out here. It's just me. <laughs> and, of course, immediately Neil runs in yeah. and he goes, hey, uh, yes, what's your question? And he goes, Neil, what is it? You've been, you've won a Tony. You've you've won an Emmy. Um, you know what's the difference between theater acting and like TV acting like this right here? I mean, do you find one is can you are they different or are they the same beast? And James like I am a theater actor. <laughs> I've done. I, I've literally it's done. Like it goes theater. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and of course, James. Let me finish. Really, it's all about finding the character. <laughs> and he goes to this thing. He goes. Uh, any questions for me? And then one guy, yes. James, uh, what's your second favorite color? <laughs> and then it goes into that, uh, which yeah. I get a bit yeah. Sorry. Sorry, I can't. I like to show off my, my, my I think he's a funny guy. So. Yeah. Well, I would like to revise my answer. Like, currently, it's probably Colbert. Well, I didn't think about it at the time. I mean, I don't mind the politics, but he's he's a little political. Yes, and, and the reason, but the reason for that, I believe, is because that's what rocketed him to number one late night. I think so too. And because he, you know, he, he just went hard on it, and uh, and he and he immediately he doesn't take prisoner. I think with what he wants to yeah, talk about. Exactly. It kind of reminds you of originally my favorite person to watch on late night was uh, John Stewart. Yeah, oh, I don't really count him as like a monologue type person. No, no, no. But his but no, show, absolutely, yeah. But his show and it's funny because Martha tells me she goes if you get your politics from the Daily Show or from the Colbert Report that is not getting your news and yeah I feel very sorry for you and I'm like okay cool but I like things that make me laugh so that's where I'm going to get my news from this is same for you know uh, cable news <laughs> yes 
Same for cable. Basically, anything you watch on television. Now, now I will give caveat to um, ABC News, like mm-hmm. like your evening news. Yeah. You know, but they give it to him bite-sized doses, and that's the way it should be. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you got to fill twenty-four hours, hours, of content, and hours of content, the, the, you can't do it. The, this is a rerun of a couple of weeks ago. Yes, and I'm sitting so, here like I guarantee you the what happened today in the news is going to be rerun like crazy and analog and re-analog, mm-hmm. and both sides are going to debate. They're blue in the face and all this kind of stuff. And I just you, you know that's going to be exhausting. I love a show that just gives you the facts. And that's exactly. the thing I, I think it's kind of funny about. And that's why I think why I loved the Colbert Report so much before because the idea was he was a left, but he was so ridiculous mm-hmm. that it was actually for the right. And I was remember mm-hmm. going, "That's funny." That's yeah, funny. I remember he did the correspondence dinner. Yes, and they, uh, I guess Bush didn't know he was actually joking, yes. or presidents people didn't realize that he wasn't actually a conservative comedian. No, he was a yeah, he was a yeah. time liberal, and and I found it quite hilarious. And that's the reason why I think that his show now is kind of interesting as well because he'll do. It. And then it's funny because you can tell he's kind of, you can tell he's starting to get burned out with all the Trump stuff. Yeah. And so now they have. Have you seen the newest? Uh, I haven't seen it in a while. I don't. I don't watch any television. To uh, be honest with you. Well, he's got a new segment he calls just "Meanwhile" because mm-hmm. he takes the joke. He goes, "There's all these other news stories that go that drops through the sides, and we now call it." Meanwhile, and he'll go in and he'll do just funny news bits. All right. And, I, and it's kind of a relief because he'll do the opening monologue, and it's usually all about Trump, mm-hmm. commercial break, and then he'll do these little sketches, or he'll do this what he calls Meanwhile, or he'll talk about all these news stories and stuff that's going on in the world, and he'll make fun of them the whole time. And they're usually pretty funny yeah. stuff. I hope he does the uh, Hunger Games like he did with the Republican primary. Oh, I'm sure he will. I'm yeah, sure I feel like he should have already. Well, I guess he will once they start dropping out. Yeah. Uh, although Ojeda has already dropped out, so technically he could be doing it now. Who's Ojeda? Is he, that the he, Starbucks guy? He, no, he was um, a West Virginia state senator. Oh, gotcha. That ran for Congress in the Southern District. Um, he he kind of became a folk hero because he was like very supportive of the teachers last year during the tr- gotcha. teacher strike, gotcha. and so he he really made a reputation for that, and he has since shit to bed thoroughly. Why? Uh, well, because he. The district he's running in is coal country, and, oh. as a Democrat, and he did very well for a Democrat in coal country, but he still lost to someone who basically didn't campaign at all. Mm-hmm. So immediately after that, he he goes, okay, well, I'm going to run for president. Does all this stuff, mounts a campaign, gets pretty much zero news coverage about it. Yeah, that's so bad because I'm sitting here going, yeah, I live in West Virginia. I'm going, who's this guy? Sorry. Yeah. He then decides, hey, you know what? I got to make a serious run for president. So I'm going to uh, resign from being a state senator. Oh. So, so he did that because the state rules are if. Oh. Go. All right. The state rules are if somebody resigns, the, the person appointed has to be of the same party. So they would have to appoint a Democrat. So the governor, uh, Governor Justice, appointed someone who basically switched party to be a Democrat. That uh, that may not be true, actually. I, I should. But still. What but but ba- basically someone who's not re- so much a Democrat or somebody who is very supportive of the Republican governor. Yeah. Might be a Democrat, and, but it has a very Republican yeah. uh, mindset. Exactly. Which is a lot of people around here, but so it. Yeah. So- <laughs> Sorry. He really wants to talk to you. Um, yes, please. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pretend that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Anyways, what was I talking about? I gotta go on. I gotta go to the grocery store. Club. Yeah, me too. Actually, all right. What was I talking about? What were you talking about? Back it up, tape. See, it doesn't. It doesn't fast forward. 
doesn't fast forward at all. No. You have to upload the whole thing. Um, yeah. I try because I tried to do it today and it wouldn't go. It just goes to the end. Uh, you were really on a roll too. Oh, uh, I know. Yeah, that's signable age right there. Uh, I started playing on my phone with <laughs> things and mm -hmm. I got sidetracked. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Jason took a phone call and I got sidetracked. Sorry about so that. So I don't know where we were right now. You were talking so. about. Well, we were talking about. Heck, what were we talking? We forgot about? what we were talking about. What were we talking about? We were talking about. We were talking about the the political stuff. Yeah. And talking about the guy who switched out, and then we were then talking about people's oh, parties. We, we were talking about Ojeda. Okay. All right. The governor appointed someone else who he didn't like, so he's like, "Oh crap, I don't want to resign, but you can't undo you can't that. Once you do now. it." And then he just he still never got got any coverage for running for president, so he dropped out of that too. Wow. So thoroughly shit the bed. Wow. So pretty much so, he is now just hanging out on the side. Yeah. He's so, unemployed. He, he's a pundit at this point, basically. Wow. Pundits is, is where politicians go to die. Yeah, I understand that. Punditry. Punditry. Pardon the pun. That's right. Uh, so, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, this is by, in West by Pod. We both have to go to the grocery store before it closes. I've been told I need to Which, get that, That's probably the most West Virginia thing that happened this week. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> grocery stores well, close. Grocery store closes at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock, yeah. Here in West Virginia. Yes. Everything in the town closes uh, at 8 o'clock. Yes, eventually so we, everything shuts down and it turns into Silent Hill. Yeah, actually, after midnight, everything's closed for a couple hours. I know, it's so weird. I hate it. Mm. All right, so y'all have a good night, and welcome back. And we have a new theme song, kind of. You'll get to hear that. Jason didn't get to hear it, but we'll get to hear it, I guess, when you hear it. So, bye. bye. And scene.